Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you, and I'm glad that you could join us for this Sunday service in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father God, we thank you for this time that we have set aside to come together to nourish our souls, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits with your word. We thank you for sparing our lives uh, to be able to do this and, and having a mind uh, to, to want to be able to. Father, we know we're living in perilous times where the, the messages and the events and the things that are happening are so counter to your way, to your will and your intended purpose. And all the more the reason for us to come together to uh, lock arms as members of the body of Christ to strengthen ourselves to be fortified uh, so that we can march unified in continuing to live up to the potential that you have uh, placed in us so that we may fulfill your works, your wishes, your will, and your command. I ask that you use me as a vessel to deliver your word, your message to your people on this day. We ask and pray this in your blessed Son, Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to talk today about receiving from God, what that, that is. In the passage of Scripture that I'm going to uh, speak from, it's the Apostle Paul, and he's with Timothy, and, and he writes uh, a, a letter to the Church of Corinth. Uh, the intent of this message in this passage of Scripture is to offer direction uh, once again, as he had done previously, with uh, urgency. It, it speaks to both his troubles and God's goodness that he has experienced. The focus is to give thanksgiving uh, to God. So I'm going to read from uh, the NIV version today, 2 Corinthians, starting at verse 1. I'm going to read 1 through 12. <clears throat> but uh, 2 Corinthians, first chapter, first verse in the NIV, New International uh, Version. Uh, actually, I'm going to start at verse 3. I apologize. Verse 3, 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we may comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. In verse 5, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is 
for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. In verse 8, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that, we will con that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. And in verse 12, now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. So the title topic of today's message I want to speak to is when we, I'm sorry, we receive to give. We receive to give. Our way of doing things more often than not do not agree with God's way. Our way usually involves being selfish. God's way is about being selfless. Our way is often self-centered. God's way is in Him being the center of our joy. Our way usually is about us. God's way is to make it about others, our fellow man, other humans. Our way is to seek to get. God's way is to seek to give. And finally, our way leads to hate, envy greed. God's way is and always will be about love. There will be hard times in this life, but you will be comforted. God's word, as found in the Bible, speaks of having trouble in this life countless times. It's no wonder that the, the phrase, fear not, appears 365 times for good reason. It should be no secret then that we will face challenges and difficulties and troubles and tribulations and the like in this life. Unless, of course, there happens to be about an inch layer of dust on, on your Bible. You may not know that. 
In addition to those many verses foretelling of troubles we will inevitably, inevitably face in this life, there are equally as many, if not more, verses of God's Word spoken by Christ or through his disciple, disciples, passages and verses provided to encourage us. One such verse is found in the book of John, John 16, verse 33 in the NIV. I have told you these things so that you can have peace because of me. In this world, you will have trouble. But cheer up. I have won the battle over the world. While the middle part of that verse may cause us to, to tremble, uh, especially for, for those of us who've had a front row seat or a participant's experience with life struggles, we somehow found ourselves in the ring in, with the MMA fighters, albeit maybe not fully prepared. Thankfully, the, 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 that foreboding phrase is sandwiched between Christ's promise of peace and encouragement to be of good cheer. Most notably about that verse is the last part. I have won the battle over the world. I have won the battle over the world. One is past tense, already done, accomplish, victory, owned. So I ask, how silly do we look fighting a battle that's already been won? We, we should not by any means fight the world. To do so, if we didn't know already, we know now, we should be playing, we would be playing for the losing team. One only need to take a step back and observe what's going on in this world to see clear and indisputable evidence of that. We may be tempted to uh, fight against the world. However, even that is a futile effort, right? So the first thing was we shouldn't by any means fight for the world. And then the second one is we shouldn't be tempted to fight against the world. However, even in that futile effort, again, we shouldn't waste life fighting against something that has already been lost. We should, however, take up the cross, bear our assigned burdens, and walk with Christ, living a righteous life as a living sacrifice. Notice how all of that God focus versus world dominated. So this approach is, is not dissimilar to, to water rolling off a duck's back. Yes, it may temporarily cause the duck to be wet, but it is only a slight temporary inconvenience as the duck was designed to be water resistant. Doesn't matter. So like the duck, having surrendered our life to Christ, being a member of the body of Christ, and living in a way that God planned and intended for us, makes us world-resistant. Water-resistant, world-resistant. 
In 2 Corinthians, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 5 in the Amplified, it says, For just as Christ's own sufferings fall to our lot as they overflow upon his disciples, and we share and experience them abundantly, so through Christ's comfort, consolation, and encouragement is also shared and experienced abundantly by us. So we've heard and read many times about being a living sacrifice, suffering as Christ has suffered, and enduring troubles. We often take away from that, who are we, who are we to expect to suffer any less than, than Christ did? Highly encouraging. However, and worth pointing out, is that we also share in Christ's comfort abundance. We share in Christ's comfort in abundance. Suffice to say, while our troubles may be abundant, so also will be our comforts. I, for one, take great solace in that truth. <laughs> in other words, our, our stress and misfortune and, and trouble will one day be alleviated and at some point forever. Right? There's the saying, trouble doesn't last always. There's the, there's the, there's the saying, we, there, there's a period of time in which we, 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 we face challenges in season in season try to go buy certain fruits and vegetables out of season so there's a season for things that we go through and endure they do come to an end one day permanently in in, in james chapter 1 verse 12 in the niv it talks about it says blessed is the man who keeps on going when times are hard after he has come through them he will receive a crown. The crown is life itself. God has promised it to those who love him. So we share in the comforts as well as the trials and the challenges. Know this, all comfort comes from God. Let's first define what comfort means as as we process images of sitting around in in a lazy boy recliner all wrapped up in our comfy little blanket and and sipping a cup of hot cocoa or tea or something comfort defined biblically according to the biblical definition is to give strength and hope to ease the grief of trouble strengthening aid Consolation in time of trouble and worry. Being contented, which, well-being. A satisfying or enjoyable experience. So to, to be comfortable, which is generally the, the state of being after one has been comforted, is affording or enjoying contentment and security, free from vexation or doubt, free from stress or tension. Comfort can be physical, mental, psychological, or emotional, or all of the above. Understand that. 
Further, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, here it says, Bless, in the Amplified, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of sympathy, pity, and mercy, and the God who is the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we may comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Look at that closely. His word does not say he comforts us from a few or just some or a couple of our troubles. It says from all our troubles, all. That there, that includes every single one, the whole of it, the whole number, the greatest possible, every different, and any, and whatever. So our troubles then are dominated by God, the omnipotent, all-powerful one. There is no trouble that you or I ever see, are seeing, or will ever see that he, God, has not already conquered. That deserves to be said again. There is no trouble that you or I have ever seen, are seeing now, or will ever see that God has not already conquered. Know that. I, I hope that you're starting to, to get the picture here. It is truly at times beyond our mind's comprehension of the omnipotent, powerful God that, that we serve. Last point I want to make is this, and this is probably, I'm going to say, the most important part of the scripture and passage and message. And that is this, share your blessings. Much of what we are given from God is given to us, entrusted with us to share the good fortune with others. What good would it be for God to give us good things and the trail stops here? Who would ever know, first of all? You know as well as I, the likelihood of us going and shouting our blessings and, and favor from the rooftops is highly doubtful. In 2 Corinthians, in the Amplified, again, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, in verse 4, the second part of that is, who comforts, consoles, and encourages us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction, so that we may also be able to comfort, console, and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with the comfort, consolation, and encouragement with which we ourselves are comforted, consoled, and encouraged by God. He comforted you so that you will go and comfort others. And when others wonder, how is it that you were able to comfort me, understanding what you're having to deal with, or had to deal with, or are dealing with, or will deal with, then they know where the source of that comfort is. 
That's one more sign and directional signal. If we're on the road and we're trying to get from point A to point B, we have signs to tell us where to go. That is one of the ways to have a signpost to point towards God. I am the source, God saying, of all comfort. I have given it to you, and I look for you to give it and share it with others. To, to give our good fortune is a godly principle. How, how could we not share from our abundance with a soul that we cross paths with that finds itself dealing or facing the same trouble that we had faced and overcome? How inconsiderate and selfish would it be for us to hoard our windfall, mine, when we encounter someone with the same lack that God had just delivered us from? And then how wicked would we need to be to not share a kind word from the warmth of care we have just received when we see a stranger downtrodden just like we were in need of just a kind word, just like what we had been seeking. I'll let you in on a little secret. We are made or become aware of or cross paths with others who are facing what we have faced to see if we are faithful in our sharing from the overflow God has sent our way. If you're stingy, unwilling to share, hoarding your blessings and favor, being willfully disobedient with the sharing of your God-given gifts with others he sends your way, causes you to encounter, do not be surprised if your well runs dry, you've been warned. To wrap up, in, in, in Romans verse, chapter 8, verse 18 in the Amplified, it says, But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. We will have trouble in this life. I've said it earlier, I'm saying it again. That trouble will be for all intents and purposes, short-lived, finite. It has a beginning and an end. Even despite that trouble, God will provide us with comfort in the here and now. All we have to do is ask. God gives good things to his people. One of those good things is comfort. One of the reasons God gives us grace, has mercy on us, even when we don't deserve it, and provides us with comfort is so we can be instruments to give grace, have mercy, and give comfort to others. Pay no mind to if they deserve it. 
God gives it to us when we don't deserve it. Who are we to judge? Who are we to put ourselves in that seat? In the simplest of terms, whatever gift you have been given, give of it. Give often. Give freely. Give without manipulation. Give without expectation from the receiver. Give with no man strings attached. And then give as God has given you to give, and you will be blessed. And let us never forget that God gave his only begotten Son to us to save us, to give us salvation that we did not earn, that we do not deserve, that we may have the gift of eternal life and be spared a vile death and end and ruin. So there is no amount of giving that we can do of what we have been given by God that would even ever come close to outgiving God. Give as God has given you to give and you will be blessed. Father God, we thank you for this time of coming together, of sharing of your word, of feasting, of being nourished, of giving us encouragement to inspire us to live up, not down, to seek you, not run away, to embrace you, not stiff arm you or push you away, to, to run towards our Goliaths and our challenges because we know that we know that we know that you are there to comfort to provide, to protect as long as we are walking in the path that you have determined for us and living a life that is pleasing to your sight, we know that we have your protection, grace, mercy, provision, shield, that you have a plan. And we can live with confidence. And we know, God, when we face challenging times, that you are the great comforter. Thank you for sharing with us that we not only share in the trials and tribulations and challenges and troubles that our brother shared and faced and endured, but we also share in the abundant comfort. Such a revelation. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you. We thank you and we thank you. And for those that don't have a relationship with you, for those that may not know you or who may not be benefiting from that relationship, I ask that they take a few moments just to pray this prayer with me so they can come into relationship with you. It's a sinner's prayer and it goes like this. God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, gave up his life willingly for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price for my sin, and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal 
life with you. Father, we ask and pray this in your precious son's name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, today is a fresh start, a new beginning, a clean slate. It's an opportunity for you to, to establish and reestablish and rebuild, to, to, to repent and have remorse over whatever that you may have done that may not have been pleasing to God, not man. He's forgiven you. He sits in the seat of judgment, not man. I strongly encourage you to begin to build on that relationship, to, to, to study and immerse yourself in God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage through the challenges we just spoke of that you will face while you're here on earth in this short time that we are here. And I only have one request of you. Please share this message with someone, with a friend, with a family member, with a coworker, someone who it is placed upon your heart that you believe may benefit from this, or you may not know. The more we get God's word out there into the, the hearts and ears and minds of his people, the better they are equipped to live a life that is victorious, not full of defeat and being downtrodden. It's my only ask. Will you, will you do that for me? I, I do appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support, and I hope you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.